are listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 41. Today, Lou Genacopoulos and Sam Faringer, two very cool guys that are muscle car millennials. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, Darren heads to the Hershey, Pennsylvania area to speak with two incredibly talented 20-something car nuts that have a true passion for old-school muscle cars. Similar to your CFC host, these guys have been attending the Carlisle Events car shows since childhood. You're about to meet Lou Genacopoulos and Sam Faringer and hear about the incredible 1970 Charger Barn Find, a 1970 Buick GS Stage 2 clone, and an all-business 73 Nova. Lou and Sam are already planning their 2019 autocross racing season. Buckle your five-point harnesses and let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your host, Darren. Thank you for joining us today. You may have noticed a new voice in the opening, and that is new friend to Cars of Carlisle and local Harrisburg radio personality, Amy Warner. She has been so gracious to uh, work with us, and that has been uh, in place since episode 38. And a big, huge thank you to Amy. So appreciative of your, your awesome talents. So thank you very much. As always, love meeting new people. You're going to get to meet Lou and Sam. Hung out with them Wednesday night and uh, made fast friends with them. Can't wait to... Uh, Check them out this uh, coming spring as they get into the autocross scene. Amazing mechanics and have a real vision for what they're doing to their vehicles. So without further ado, let's jump to Hershey, Pennsylvania and talk to them. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren. I am coming to you from just about five minutes from Hershey, Pennsylvania and Hershey Park. And I am hanging out with two new friends of mine. Uh, we have Louis Genacopoulos and Sam Faringer. They've been very gracious to allow me to hang out with them tonight. We're down in their three-bay garage and I want them to tell you a little bit about what they've been doing here, working on uh, Buick and the Nova. And they're going to get into the autocross scene. And uh, first of all, guys, welcome. In fact, uh, Lewis, you just want to do a quick introduction and tell us a little about yourself? Sure. So uh, my name's Lewis, obviously, as Darren said. I'm 24, soon to be 25 years old, and playing around with cars most of my life. Uh, grandfather opened an auto repair shop in 1953. My dad took over in the 80s, and since then we've been going to car shows together, doing a couple restorations, and now uh, really fell in love with the Buick A-Body platform, um, similar to a Chevelle, have a Grand National as well, and uh, him and myself, and, and now Sam, we work on stuff together, have fun, and you know build some fun cars, or mm -hmm. so we think, we'll see. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sam, go ahead. Oh, my name's Sam, I'm 28 years old, uh, got into cars Really because my grandfather and my dad, uh, both diehard Chevy guys, although it's kind of changed over the years. Mm -hmm. Pap just bought a Model T and, you know, you get okay. older, you start to okay. start to lose your allegiance. Was that out of nostalgia or why did he buy the T? I think so. He always wanted one. And then my dad actually just bought a 24 Chevy as well, okay. um, which that presented some interesting problems as well. I was well. going to say, there's some unique mechanicals going on there. Yeah, that's <laughs> they, right. They don't have bins. It was before they made them. And so. uh, you pretty much have to do a lot of your fabrication for parts. So. Yep. And, you know, there's... 
for those uh, old Chevys, there's one guy that my dad knows of in the country who does uh, carburetor gaskets okay. and makes them. So crazy stuff like that. Grew up, um, my dad's 69 Camaro, which he's currently building into a pro street car, has been sitting, I remember as a little kid, sitting there up on stands. He's always working on it, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of where it came from. They're big gearheads, so mm-hmm. just you know, trickles down. Well, I have a lot of respect for the fact that you guys, I am just now starting to wrench and, and cubers know that I've gotten underneath the BRZ and did the exhaust and stuff, but I, I have definitely been uh, not exposed to that as much as I'd like. So for those that grew up with it and have been able to, to pull engine apart and drop a transmission, that kind of thing, I have a lot of respect for that. Well, in the room here, we have, of course, the Nova and the Buick. Do you want to talk a little about the Buick? I know you were telling me earlier, Louis, about the color and how Chevy has that name for it and Buick has their own. Sure. So um, the car that Sam and I went out and bought in uh, last March uh, out of Michigan is a 1970 Buick Skylark. Um, originally, it was a kind of a typical 70s earth tone brown, um, and it's since been repainted by the previous owner after some new quarters, uh, New front fenders, inner fenders, kind of the whole nine. Uh, it's called Aqua Mist for Buick. Um, it's a, depending on the color or time of day, it's a teal, blue, deep mm-hmm. color. It's and, an engaging yeah, color. I, uh, as soon as I walked in the garage, I was like, that is sharp. It fits that car, too. It's it a, does. Not a lot of cars, I think, that color. No, I, I completely agree. In it fact, really good on that. For fans, uh, I'll make sure to have photos of, of both the Nova and the Buick on uh, Cars of Carlisle Instagram, so be sure to check that out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Follow Instagram today. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's, we like that. Um, so I was, I was telling Darren back in probably 2010 uh, when I really fell in love with the GS cars and was building one of my own, a factory uh, restoration, um, found out about the pro touring scene and ultimately wanted to build my own pro touring car, and there's a couple of Buicks I modeled it after, but... As it kind of got going, and him and I were talking about the uh, Carlisle swap meet and something I've been going to for a long time, I found an old set of Edelbrock finned aluminum valve covers that are (laughs) hanging up on my wall currently, and uh, that was April of 16, figured out, hey, it's time to finally build this thing, so trying to do a modern-based pro touring car with an ode to the day two aftermarket of the mid-70s and and kind of blend both worlds, fuel injection, but still naturally aspirated big block. Um, big bear brake kit, ride tech suspension, front and rear, but uh, also paying an homage to Buick's Day 2 racing program, the Stage 2 program, and uh, that was the plan, and here we are almost a year later and getting ready to put the motor into it and drive this thing hopefully this spring. So, oh, and t- If you would, too, Louis, I liked how we, when I first got here this evening, you were telling me a little bit about the three personalities, and I thought that was a, a great way to kind of give life to your car. Sure. So uh, really three goals we want this car to, to be able to perform. So um, driving two hours to a track, wherever it may be, on the highway at 75 miles an hour, uh, and then being able to kind of beat on it all day and drive it home, mm-hmm. first personality. Second, again, that day two program, right, of, hey, this car is 2018. I'm younger, didn't get to grow up in the 70s, but those cars are still as cool today as they were in 1976 mm-hmm. with Lakewood traction bars and Holly performance stuff, um, stickers all over the car on the trunk lid, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the look we're going for. And then, you know, finally, I uh, want it to handle and function like a modern car with quick ratio steering and fuel injection, um, gauges that tell me how everything's performing, aluminum radiators, that type of stuff, mm-hmm. um, because that's what I grew up wrenching on through my dad's shop. And 
it has a purpose. That's true. I want to come back to the Buick in a minute. Sam, talk a little bit about the Nova, if you would. Yeah, so uh, it's a 1973 Nova, um, and it's actually, I'm one of the car guys that most uh, original car guys hate. Uh, <laughs> it has uh, 69 front fenders, uh, 69 front bumper, uh, eyelids, all that fun stuff, 69 hood. Uh, it also has 68 doors on it and a 69 tail pan and rear bumper. So it's like Johnny Cash one piece at a time. Kind of hey, thing. you know. Well, so what you would see if you look at the car, I mean, the side markers have been deleted. Yes. The only way you could tell it's a 73 or 74 is by these rear windows here. Uh, it's a slightly different, you know, 68 is it the to angle 72. angle of the bezel or what's the... It has a, almost like a little hump that comes up from the front. Okay comes up like that that's how you can tell the difference but the rest of the car it's really tough to tell it's kind of fun when you know i post a picture of it and guys are like what what is that thing um so i got this uh from my uncle he had it for so many years when i was growing up and he wanted to uh build it with his sons and they just never really took an interest in it and and i always did and you know i always dreamt one day I, maybe i'll buy that thing and yeah, you know, yeah. i really like that car and one day he called me and said, hey, I, you know, got, the kids don't want it. I got to get rid of it. And I was, you know, not financially stable at the time. I was like, God, I would love to buy that car. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. And he goes, well, can you do 500 bucks a month? Wow. I said, I'll make it happen. Wow. And uh, so my dad helped me out with it a lot. You know, he's helped me out with a ton on this car. And uh, he helped me out with it. And eventually I bought it and got it up here. And I'm just, I'm in love with it. And I don't think, like, I wouldn't want a 73 or 74 there. In my opinion, ugly. They have the huge bumpers that came with uh, the restrictions of the time. You know, you're, I think they were five-mile-per-hour bumpers, yeah. so they just protrude. I think they're ugly. Um, but I almost don't know if I'd want any other car than this one because it's different mm -hmm. and because, like, I have a family history with it, and I've always seen it growing up. And Sure. You know, it's a little unique, and, you know, I catch some flack from guys about it, but but I like it, and it's my car. So, and that's – hey. Lewis and I were talking about that too. I mean – with all of us, everyone listening, everyone uh, that's a car person, uh, can't please everybody. But your vehicle is your baby. It's your passion, and it's what you love. And that's mm -hmm. that's all that matters. I told uh, I told Darren about our event at Chrysler Carlisle when we rolled the Charger out for the first time, and people were telling us to spend like seven <laughs> oh, grand to yeah, restore it. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> got an opinion. It's not. Their I wish car, it was here so you know? could check it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to bring it. Well, that's gonna be a feature too. We'll have a we'll, it's a sharp we'll, car. We'll have a sequel to that one because yeah, I definitely sure. want to make that car. <laughs> For sure, yeah. and you guys are gonna. We're gonna get that in a minute here, but I know you guys are gonna try and get out to the track and start. Mm -hmm. Sure. So we'll get into that. Before we leave the Nova for now, tell us a little bit about the Mill. Well, it's just a. I mean, it's a small block Chevy, a three fifty, uh, a three fifty five technically, uh, turbo three fifty trans. I have no idea what I want to do. I've been oscillating between uh, a six zero LQ four LQ nine, building an LS engine that way, a turbo five three LS. Uh, me and him just talked the other week. Uh, I saw a good deal on a supercharger. Um, I have a couple four, uh, four bolt, four hundred block mains down at my dad's. Mm. Thought about building a supercharger, uh, supercharged four hundred. Um, eventually, we'll have something bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it's going to sure. be yet. It's, it's healthy for now. It, oh, yeah. It's healthy enough for now. It'll get me around and it'll drive some tranny issues right now. But you know, there's always problems with these cars you got to fix. And eventually, though, I, I think I will be going LS. Uh, reliable power, you know, the huge mm -hmm. aftermarket. Mm -hmm. They're just right. joy to work on. So, what is your vision for what the paces will you be putting it through? This will also be a pro touring car. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, again, I, I'm very indecisive with this car. I can't even pick a color, or else it'll probably be painted by um, body. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it is a nice shape. That you one. know, I was on the phone with my dad on the way down here, and he's like, 
He's like, when are you going to start sanding that thing so we can start painting? And I was like, well, if I start sanding it, I need to know what color I'm going to paint it. And I don't know that yet. <laughs> you got to have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right now I'm looking at the CPP um, Classic classic Performance. Is that what they're? Mm -hmm. Classic um, Performance Parts. Yeah, Classic Performance Parts. They have a kit for the Novas, uh, which is a really good deal. It comes with uh, brakes all around. Uh, so that's probably the route I'll go, or I'll piece together Ride Tech and uh, kind of like what Lou did with his car. Mm -hmm. Ride Tech, the bare brakes, all that fun stuff. Uh, his setup's a little out of my price range right now, so I might not quite go that big, but uh, it's a smaller, lighter car, so I'll still be faster. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's any competition here. Not at no all. Bench racing at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> we all like to work on our cars in phases, and that goes through iterations and what have you, and as budgets allow, you can do different things. Are there things that you want to be able to have done when, with both vehicles, say, by the end of the 2019 racing year? Yeah, so um, we're, fortunately, we're getting to that point, right? Uh, Sam mentioned, obviously, expensive mm -hmm. wheels, tires, suspension, um, brakes, etc. But I wanted just to do it once so I knew two, three years down the road I wasn't going to be redoing what I already did. Mm -hmm. um, so this is pretty much how you'll see it. Uh, I'm going to black out the hood and, and get another one painted. Fortunately, we have a lot of Skylark parts. Okay. Um, so that's helped out for sure. want to do that, and then we'll get the stock ish engine back in it's just a you know a low compression 455 not the the hypo from the 1970-71 brand this is a 74 um, cam headers intake pretty much it okay and then hopefully if everything goes well at the end of this year i'll contact a, a pretty prominent <coughs> buick 455 builder and do a stage two head the program mm -hmm. we talked about mm -hmm. which made that special in, in the racing scene specifically drag racing was the big oval port heads were historically was a round head mm -hmm. um, from an exhaust port standpoint so hopefully we'll get an aluminum headed 455 Buick in there five six hundred horsepower depending on wow. um, what he tells me will be perfect for autocrossing and uh, then we'll do the interior the following and have some ideas there but we'll see um, work in progress will sure. never be done <laughs> well no that's that's part of any car ever that's part is. of our passion is it not yeah. that's what we do now have either of you ever autocrossed before no so um, this is brand new then Unless you call going around poles in a, yeah. in a parking lot with cars that aren't not that sanctioned, fast. we put it that way. Not sanctioned, not sanctioned. Yeah, yeah. or or really daring at that point. So right, right. No, never, never been. Nice. Um, saw some videos and was like, if we don't do that, it's. Uh -huh. And then the look too. I mean, oh, it's, it's so gorgeous. Uh, it is big tires, front and rear lowered. It really is. Uh, the stance on, I mean, both cars have their own unique personality. Uh, particularly the stance that you're going for here, it, it shows. Take a quick intermission here just to say thank you to our sponsor, Man Engineering, M-A-N-N-Engineering.com out of Santa Clara, California. And interestingly enough, Sam actually owns as one of his uh, daily drivers a Subaru WRX. So Sam, I know you're listening. You might want to check them out for some of your aftermarket parts and anyone else that's a Subaru fan. So let's head back to, uh, to the three-bay garage. Sam, what about... Um... <coughs> Other cars that you've had in your stable? I know there's the Subaru outside. What are some of the thing, fun toys you've had over your years? Uh, I had a lot of quads when I was younger. Um, I think my, my first car was a 95 Ford Probe GT. Oh, I remember. I love that thing to death. You know, a lot of <laughs> it, people... Kind of an unfortunate name. That's oh, yeah. Terrible name. <laughs> terrible name. Not a great design either. <laughs> right. But, you know, for a 16-year-old kid, right. it, it, was, it was fun. And, well, it was very cool for that... Yeah, and it, yeah. I put a Borla exhaust on it, put okay. it on coilovers. I, it, it moved a little bit. It sure. was a fun little car. But, you know, 16-year-old kid, Yeah, it moved enough. Right. Um, right. You know, currently I have... 
too many vehicles. I have another Nova uh, sitting down at my uncle's house, a parts Nova. Uh, I got a 79 Ford F-250 sitting out there. That'll probably be going too. Um, but the Subaru, I'll tell you, that's a lot of fun. That's a fun little car. Mm -hmm. um, it's a different kind of fun. Tell a little bit about it. I mean, I'm obviously a Subaru yeah. owner. so It's an 05 WRX. Um, I was looking to buy a truck. <laughs> like two months ago, and you still are. I've I still am. Yeah. Well, I'll, I might go buy one Saturday. I don't right. Know. Sure. Um, so I was looking to buy a truck, and I was trying to stay under twenty grand. To, you know, just get something decent, and couldn't really find what I wanted in the price point. So I was sitting on a conference call one day at work, and I'm just sorting through cars, and mm -hmm. Subaru comes up, and it's 2005. I'm 28, so I was 15 when that car came out, and uh, it's it's right after the bug eyes, right? The bug yes. eyes and that little split bumper or whatever yes. they had, yes. the 04s. I recall. So when I was 15, you know, I'm just about to get my first car. That car just came out. I was obsessed. I was mm. like, I want that car so mm. bad. I want that car. I'd, I'd love to get one. And, you know, just never did for practicality mm -hmm. or money or whatever reason. And so I'm looking and I'm like, well, I'm sitting on this car. I'm like, that's about three miles away. My lunch is coming up. I run out for lunch. <laughs> so I drove out and hopped in it, took it for a ride and, I think I called him and I said, hey, we need to come back down to Camp Hill tonight. <laughs> and he goes, why? I, said, I bought a car. He goes, getting a truck? I said, no, I'm buying our WRX. <laughs> he goes, all right. So, uh, what size bed on it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, it, 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 was, it was a complete whim. And, but I fell in love. I was like, mm -hmm. that I wanted one so long. Mm -hmm. And it was at a price point where they still hold their value pretty well. But it was at a price point. Uh, the head gaskets and the timing had just been done. Uh, and it had 114,000 miles, and that's right where those kind of mm -hmm. go. Everything else on it was good. I was like, ah, "How could you know? I got to do it." You yeah, know, I, right. I, it's it's the time. And so I went out and bought that, and I'm in love with it. I just love that little car. Now, have you had that through uh, through snow, mud, you name it? <laughs> well, you missed you missed by about three four days the uh, <laughs> the track we had out there. Oh, yeah, we. Uh, we had some fun in that car. It's a little rally racing, or what we? Yeah, you know, it just. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if our landlord's listening, but yeah, it was, it was tame. No. Unsanctioned, but yeah. Uh, Unsanctioned. We'll, we'll call our racing that. Organized chaos. Mm -hmm. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, sorry I missed that. Keep me in mind for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Next time snows, come on down. Oh my gosh. Lewis, how about your stable? You may have noticed a new voice in the opening, actually, since I said actually. Yeah, that's amazing to me. Um, not all of them were mine. I, fortunate, legally, I did some estate sales that were a lot of fun. Actually, that's the first exposure I got to Nova's. Mm -hmm. um, my, I'll give you a little story. The first car my dad and I fixed up together uh, was a 1971 big Buick Electra two-door. Mm -hmm. uh, really nice car. Um, first exposure to any of that type of stuff. I was probably seven or eight when we started, nine or ten when we finished. We took that car to Ocean City, Maryland. Mm -hmm. Really had a lot of fun in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I got eager when I was like 15 to start playing around with listings, eBay, mm -hmm. Craigslist, uh, all the good stuff. And I put it on a Buick forum and it sold in like a month um, to a, an architect out of New York City. And I didn't really tell my dad until like a day or two before the guy wanted to come. Um, <laughs> sold it, made, I think, money. I, I hope. I don't know. Right, right. Um, I that kind told of, you yeah. made money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of got the bug going. We had a lot of projects laying around we'd never get to, so I sold a lot of them. Um, flipped a couple cars to Germany, uh, no the kidding. Netherlands. Yeah, 73 Buick Riviera went to the Netherlands that I put a motor in. And, and how, did you have to handle all the shipping logistics? He did. Uh, no same kidding. with the, the guy from Germany. I actually bought the, wow. the or sold the 68 Skylark. Yeah, it was cool. To a guy from Germany. And they came with a full, in my dad's auto repair shops in a residential neighborhood, they came with a full tractor trailer, loaded it up, and 
Wow. Guy emailed me like a month later. Hey, I got the car. It's in great shape. Thanks. <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool. That is so, um, <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. To answer your question, currently um, I have the Skylark here. Um, I have a 1970 Buick GS 455 that I bought when I was 15. That was okay. my first car. Uh, 10-year restoration. Uh-huh. Um, hopefully going to be done for its 10th anniversary this August. Nice. We'll see. My dad's doing a lot of work, so I'll probably have to give him the title. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I have an 87 Buick Grand National that we bought. Uh, I bought it in August of 2014, I believe. With That's 30, a fun car. Oh, my gosh. 37,000 miles on the clock at the time. It was total in 02 by a couple owners removed. Um, I put a full frame on it with my dad, got it back on the road, and a week or two later, we had to pull the frame. It was all factory 87 Grand National parts we used. I bought a parts car, ended up flipping that, making money um, with the part out, and uh, drove it to Philly for its first time on a turnpike at 80 miles an hour, and the car was dead straight. Uh, That's my favorite car to drive. It's modern enough, right? Sure, sure. And it's wicked fast, Um, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. And then uh, my, my 1970 Dodge Charger. So that's a factory 40, um, 38,000 miles, 38,475. 38, yeah. uh, 40 six-pack, four-speed car. We bought it from our neighbor. Okay. Um, guy died. And tell the Cubers a little bit about sure. the... Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, sure. So definitely. Um, I could send you a couple links, too, of Please. articles if they want to yes. check it out. But um, essentially, Sam and I moved in here. How about you tell the first part of the story, yeah. how we got hooked up? Yeah, we'll so... We had moved in here a few years ago, and um, I was cutting down a tree. Uh, we, we have an eight-acre property that we rent, and up towards the front, I was cutting down a tree, and this is right next to this house, and looking all through the yard, it's just junk cars everywhere. Actually, the 79 F-250 came from mm, up there as well. Okay. That's our plow truck, and that's yeah, where we got it. This was saying that, yeah. Most of it was all junk. <laughs> you know, you look up there, you're looking at, what, uh, Ram chargers, rusted-out Ram chargers, yep. it, just nothing really worth anything, and... A big pole barn back there, but never knew what was in it. Mm-hmm. So I cut this tree down. I cut it up. I was like, well, how the heck am I going to get back to the house <laughs> to get everything down there? So I walked up. I saw a guy standing up there. I said, hey, can I borrow a wheelbarrow? He goes, sure. So I, he walks me up to the pole barn. I just get enough of a peek in to know there's cars in there. The good ones are inside. And I don't remember which car I saw. I don't know if it was the green charger that was up there. What I don't know what was sitting up front at the time, but there or the, the 300 it might have been. Sure. But I remember looking and seeing this car, and I was like, Lou, we need to get back up there at some point. And these neighbors, it took took some time for them to trust us, you okay. know, even to come up. And sure, sure. Finally, they let us in, and Lou, if you want to take over from there. Sure. So there was the guy who owned the property, It was um, it's his sister-in-law that now lives there, and she, we've become friends with her. She's great. A mm-hmm. um, little difficult to understand. She's got a feisty personality. Okay. So the first time we met her, she kept saying she had a six-pack car, and we're like, we didn't know if she, was, if she knew what she was talking, talking about, about either. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved in here in March. The owner of all that stuff passed away in May. I saw the ambulance leave. I was like, well, that's okay. And then things started to change mm-hmm. on the property. June, July, August. Saw cars cars moving, mm-hmm. people up there. Yeah, so we went up there, I guess, the first week of September. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kept saying she had three chargers in the barn. And it's a pole barn. Mm-hmm. Um, charger, charger. 68, 69, and 70, or two 68s and a 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we get in there, and there's only one charger, and it's an orange factory Go Mango, which is a lighter orange than the Dukes of Hazard car, but okay. a high impact color like the uh, Sublime Green and the Plum Purple. Uh, 440 six pack 
four speed super track pack original paint dana rear um, dana 410 rear a low barn find yeah it's right, like, right. You it, it's like, what you yeah. it's what you think is out there but you never right. think will happen it's that you. white elephant yeah right. and especially to like him or i or right. yeah. you know we, we seek out cars I mean, we went to michigan for this mm-hmm. yeah um and it's just sitting there, and I'm like, well, it's got, you know, aftermarket day two wheels. It's 400 had, feet from our house. Yeah, 400 you know? feet from our house. It has headers. It's got... Uh, what a cool story. Oh, it was crazy. And uh, Well, not <laughs> the engine that was in it wasn't the 440, yeah, though. The we had to find that in the That was basement. in the basement had water dripping into it. So Ooh. we actually... Uh, Woody Speed Shop up in Camp Hill, there's okay. a receipt. Place isn't around anymore. We went and checked out the address. Mm-hmm. They had a rebuild receipt from with 32,000 miles on it, I believe, from 1974 for the 440. And they put a four-barrel intake on it. They did all this stuff for a full-on engine rebuild. And we took that thing apart. And if it didn't have a light scale of surface rust, they would have broke free. We probably mm-hmm. could have ran it. Wow. Um, but we rebuilt the whole thing. Long story short, uh, that day I called my dad. I'm like, Dad, I don't want this car, man. Like, we need this car. Yeah. Um, we bought it. We didn't do We just buffed the paint. We have a nice Meguiar's kit that did a phenomenal job. We bought that from Hershey uh, for their swap meet. It has about just under 39,000 on it. We've been driving it. The first time I got on the road, I told you, was uh, the day before, the, well, the weekend before Chrysler at Carlisle. Sam, myself, and my dad spent the whole week. He came down on a Friday and Saturday and often came down on Sundays to help us work on it. Same thing with my Uncle Mike. Um, and we got that thing back on the road. New trunk pan, new interior. Uh, rebuilt the 440, buffed the paint, and drive it. It's rusty. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it goes down the road safe and smooth mm-hmm. and straight, and it's it's quick. Yeah, other than like a rip or two on the seat, the yeah. front pass or the front driver's seat, everything uh, interior is gorgeous. That's amazing. Shout out to uh, Dana, Dana Smith. Yep. Can't forget he really Dana. helped us out. Uh, we had we had our issues with the engine builder, and um, I don't know if you want to talk on that anymore. But the it, heads Dana, were messed up. It the cam wasn't lubed mm-hmm. or. Um, Dana Smith is a local guy, and his buddy Mike, uh, they helped out a lot with the car. He was a Mopar guy, um, had a, a circle track uh, engine machine shop, Dana mm-hmm. Smith Racing Engines. I don't believe he's currently taking on new business. I don't think he's taking on new business. He will be soon. Here. Yeah, uh, um, yeah so, so he was instrumental and, you know, kind of, uh, I hate to use the phrase, but it takes a village. Yeah, <laughs> well, sure. It does, um, yeah. And we were able to show we won, uh, we won second in the barn finds category at Chrysler Carlisle. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a fun car. Uh, people like to talk about it. Uh, it turns a lot of heads. Didn't you? Didn't we change the rear seal at Carlisle? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we leaked a lot. We leaked a lot of. So food. the tail lights, oh, okay. the tail lights were the only thing we couldn't really get working. Everything else was functional. Okay. <laughs> so my dad followed me up with his car, and uh, we get out, and there's gear oil all over it. Uh, <laughs> it was horrible. Um, so we did that at at Carlisle. Um, <laughs> Sam and I we had a leaky gas tank. We ripped the gas tank out here and. Didn't realize the finickiness with that. You know how the gas tank's at the top of the fender with that flip mm-hmm. top? Well, mm-hmm. it's a whole gas filler neck that runs through the trunk into the tank. Found that out. Like a big gooseneck kind of. Lowly dropped the tank. So it had what we thought were like a gallon of gas in it. Had Ten gallons in it. <laughs> ate up the concrete. The, the, I was going to say, that's a good 60, 70 pounds right it there. Was, so it was, it was, a, whole it was thing. a mess. We tried to record all of it to put on YouTube. And wow. We, like our, it, conveniently enough, the laptop died right at that moment. <laughs> yep. It knew. Well, that's actually a really, even unplanned, that's a perfect segue. Uh, I know you have some long history with the whole Carlisle events and, mm-hmm. and going to the shows. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you have similar stories to Yes, yeah, so ever since I was a kid. I mean, uh, my my dad, my pap, uh, the huge, huge car guys. Uh, quick example, my pap has a 34 Ford Coupe. 
63 Impala SS, uh, just bought his um, Model T. Over the years, uh, he's had countless 60s vets. He Right now is a 63 427, which Ooh. is a gorgeous car, but he sold a bunch of other cars to get right. the Impala and you know some other things. Sure. But, uh, my dad's, I love a mid-year vet. That's yeah. Just a, my dad's a 69 Camaro. Um, so I grew up in Hanover, PA, which is not very far away from Carlisle. Mm-hmm. I was there so many times as a kid. Okay. Um, as we got older and as my dad got into more stuff, I never really went to Hershey too much. This is more antique cars. But mm-hmm. now that they both bought their you know, 20s cars, now we're hitting Hershey a good bit. But sure. yeah, grew up at Carlisle for you know, and we're in Carlisle's every every yeah. year, you know. And we're fortunate to be so close because you oh guys gosh. know as well as I do, people come from all over the country and the world oh, yeah. for those shows. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we're very lucky to be where we are. Truly. To be able to get so, there. And Louis, you have you've got memories going back. Sure, yeah. So ever since I remember, um my dad and I would we would I was ten, eleven, twelve years old, just really, you know, learning specifically with the Buick stuff right. and him and I would split rows and just motor down them as fast as we could. And mm-hmm. we'd meet up at the end. Mm-hmm. One of us would get lost and we'd call each other and yell at each other, hey, we're supposed to meet here. Walkies or are you um, using cell phones? Or? Cell phones, yeah, okay. still. I got to remember, you right. being young, <laughs> right. me being young. Right, right. Um, so it's, it's been a constant thing. I remember going to Hershey when I was five or six and the one year it was really muddy after a flood and they used to have it where they have the car show now. Mm-hmm. And my boot fell off, and I was like trapped in mud <laughs> as a little kid. Um, and that was the same thing in Carlisle. You know, it usually, for whatever reason, for spring Carlisle, oh, um, yeah, it rains the day before mm-hmm. the whole thing kicks oh. off. I, t- I tell people, or tell the Cooper fans, you know, if you only have come to spring, it does not rain 365 days a year no. in Carlisle. I mean, no. this, the go, sun does yeah. shine. Go to yeah. GM Nationals in June. Yeah, or when, the you sun know, does go shine. The, yeah. Go to those ones. <laughs> it's just crazy. You know, we're so fortunate to your point, right? Um, California's huge car hub, mm-hmm. uh, places all over the country, but we really have the best of both worlds where all brands are there. Yeah. Muscle cars are so prominent here. You have yeah. Yanko and several oh, other yeah. aftermarket Absolutely. brands uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. that were, you know, building mm-hmm. these things and, and they stayed local enough. Um, so it's just a lot of fun and there's new barn finds and mm-hmm. stones unturned every day and a lot of it shows up there and goes through that that avenue, so it's mm. pretty cool. Well, you guys are, are definitely um, a bit younger than I am, but I I love the fact that you have the passion for the the muscle era. Um, you're doing a great work with it. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, or just is, I kind of give you each kind of the, the final final say? So Sam, we'll we'll start with you. Yeah, um, it's kind of something I've always talked to my friends about because I, I've always been into cars, and a lot of my friends haven't, and I think a lot of them are almost a little intimidated by working on a vehicle. Um, you know, it seems really complex. It, it seems like there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. But if you break everything down, I mean, it's only a few things an engine needs. It's, you know, gas, air, and spark. Mm-hmm. So everything stems from them, and just working back and figuring out those problems is, is part of what's rewarding about it is, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I don't have fuel. Why? Mm-hmm. If you just knew the answer and went out and bought the part, threw it on, is there much reward in that? I mean, right. it, it's kind of finding that and, you know, working alongside Lou. You know, we might yell at each other here a little bit. Or mm-hmm. my dad's up here, you know, I'm I'm yelling, you know, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Turn it the other way. Right, like, right. You know, I and, say counterclockwise. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. But, like, those are the memories we have. And, sure. you know, we've lived here for three years, but most of my memories are in this garage of 
you know, us pulling an engine sure. or, you know, pulling that engine out. I'm sure there's been an all-nighter or two. Oh. <laughs> before before Carlisle, when we took the... Uh, 2 a.m. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we were out late. But uh-huh. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, I feel like anybody can get into it. I just, it's kind of sad that a lot of people our age aren't, especially these right. cars. You know, I know a lot of guys are into, you know, Evos and mm-hmm. Subarus. And, hey, I am too. I like them. Sure. But, you know, these are, they're beautiful, beautiful cars. And, you know, it's a shame that... More people aren't into them, at least no. our age group. No, I think that's – I have a lot of respect for you guys keeping it going, keeping it alive. In fact, I think there's something about this generation of vehicle that no matter what technology and, and everything that's happening, there's a mystique to mm-hmm. this this era. And I'm so glad to see you guys just keeping it alive and, and the homage and everything. So, Lewis, go ahead. That's a, that's a good that – pass to you. Thanks for giving me some time to think. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for me, I mean, it's funny to, this car next year is going to be 50 years old, and mm. that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Sam's point at the end, uh, I think social media has done a lot for these older brands specifically. Um, you know, you look at the pro touring scene and the resto mod and yeah. uh, the, you know, keeping an original, like original paint cars are the hottest thing in, in the market right now from right. a sales perspective. Um, so when I go to a show and, you see these types of cars and you see the Model A still in 40s, 50s, whatever it may be. But then you have that influx of newer Subarus and Hondas and the, the Challenger, you know, Charger, Camaro, Mustang race that manufacturers are now back into from mm-hmm. a horsepower perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool. And, and I think social media gets a lot of flack for a lot of things. But mm-hmm. the, the camaraderie, the community is, is definitely something that can't be ignored. And right. I see us almost as like the next wave, and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun going forward. Oh, I, I I totally agree. In fact, the podcast itself wouldn't be possible without technology, and, and we talked about putting pictures of your vehicles on Instagram for cars that curl out. But all of that, I know those that listen to the episodes week after week will hear me say this constantly, and I put it into the tagline: car community, car culture. But for me, it's it's the people, and the fact that you know, a week ago. We didn't know each other, and now I'm hanging out with you guys in your garage on a Wednesday night. So it's the fact that car people, fine car people, the vehicles themselves bring people from all walks of life together, and there aren't too many things in in the world that you can have people from every background drawn to a singular thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to be a part of and has kept us out of enough trouble up to this sure. point. Yep, sure. Uh, um, so we'll see how that goes forward. Backyard autocrossing, yeah. not, yeah, not withstanding. But. Yeah. Says who? Yeah. Says that? That? I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. And then this area is such a great hub for yeah. all things, whether it's swap meets or sales or autocrossing. Sure. Um, or even just driving down back alleys, see yeah. a lot of cool cars. Mm-hmm. You know, driving around PA, see all sorts of stuff. I see uh, two different 70 Mustang Fastbacks, a red one original paint and a blue one that's been day two every morning on my way to work pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and during the winter, I mean, it snowed yeah. six inches last week. That so. dude that's, wow. that white 68 Camaro that lives up there off Jonestown, driving yeah, around all the time. You know, it's just, wow. I love it's to cool see to be driver. around. And, yeah. you know, especially being this close to Hershey when we get the car show, mm. man, that's fun. You sit up at the end of our driveway and just put a couple launchers out there. Yep. You just watch them. Watch them go by. You just, yep. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What's that? Studebaker coming over there? Oh, awesome. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Thought, it feels like it's 1975 again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And yeah. I've never been there, so I don't actually know if it feels like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for being guests on Cars of Car Allowed. 
very much appreciate you guys opening up your, your garage to me. And this, in my mind, is just part one. Sure. Once you get the uh, cars on the track, March, April time frame, I'll be you know, checking out your, your autocrossing, and we'll, we'll definitely have some audio of the, you know, the big block and, of course, the 350, and we'll put some of that uh, on the air, too. So. Couple ride-alongs, too, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm buying my new helmet. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll be strapping you in, and let's do this. Let so. me know if you get a buy one, get one deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you both. All right, guys. Well, before we put it in park, just a reminder to everyone, if you would, share this with those that are in the car community, friends, family, coworkers. Truly appreciate it when you subscribe on iTunes, rate and review, five stars if you feel that we're worth it. Definitely appreciate that. And, uh, again, thanks to our sponsor, Man Engineering. Can't wait for you to come back next week. This is so fun that we get to make new friends and grow the community. It's great to have both Sam and Lou as new Cubers to uh, advance the show. I know that they're both subscribing and, and uh, a big part of, of what we're doing. And we're going to be involved with their race season. So I'll say for now, drive well, be well, and take care. <laughs>